Good morning and welcome to the Author Spotlight. My name is Aurelia Wynn. I'm the owner and operator of Wynn Publications. If you don't mind introducing yourself, um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do full-time outside of writing. All right. My name is Mike Salt. Uh, my real name is Michael Saltenberger. Um, I, uh, I write horror novels. I've written for the last four years, and I was in comic books before that in my early 20s. I am currently in the United States military and the Air Force, working in Kingsley Field. So mm -hmm. that's basically me in a nutshell. Yeah, oh my God, thank you so much for your service. I've had a few of you soldiers get on the phone and chat with me, and I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, okay, so how do you have time to write? What? What's going uh, on? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's taken me years to figure out when I can uh, budget the time yeah. and schedule. Because uh, my wife and I, we have three kids. Mm. Um, she was full-time, works full-time, I work full-time. And then, mm. you know, I kind of I still want to write. Yeah. So it's taken a couple of years for us to kind of find the groove of when I can write. But I try to get an hour to two hours a day in. If it's some days you look at the schedule and you have to, you have to write like before you go to work. Some days you, mm -hmm. you know, you can write as soon as you get home. Because the kids can do homework or they can take their chores and you can have squeeze in a half hour to an hour there. And mm -hmm. sometimes my wife has Bachelorette or whatever's on television. I'm like, well, I'm going to write now. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so there, there is times that it, it just fluctuates and it sucks because sometimes I'm not in the zone to write. I don't feel the motivation, but I know that if I don't get in and start writing, then I won't get writing for that day. Yeah. So, Oh, wow, that that is so true. I know there's probably a couple people listening right now that could totally agree with what you're saying. <laughs> so then other than just, like, finding the time to write and getting in your groove, have you faced any other challenges just uh, in becoming an author? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, my biggest one lately, I, I got picked up by a publisher. Um, I won't name it, but if you do enough research, you'll figure out, you'll find my name connected mm -hmm. to the publisher. And I've had a very difficult time with that publisher lately. And mm. it's kind of, it takes away what you want. Like, everybody search writing, everybody listening to this podcast, you know, they're a writer to some degree, mm. they're an author, and they, whether it's poems or literature or whatever it is, they have that desire to get in front of the masses. And the easiest way to get in front of the masses is through being published by a, you know, a decent-sized publisher, get your, your book in stores and mm -hmm. available online and, you know, get you that notoriety. And I hit that dream finally where it's like, oh, here's my chance. It's gonna, it actually happened, you mm -hmm. know. And then the last two years has really shown me the dark side of publication. I was mm -hmm. publishing and I was, it kind of, you know, burst my bubble and, you know, kind of sucked the wind out of my sail and I was kind of just sitting around for a while, kind of like depressed about it, kind of figure out where the next step is because mm -hmm. this isn't my dream. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. And here it was right in front of me and it's not what I expected. Mm -hmm. um, but luckily my wife's very supportive and she's able to, you know, <laughs> kick my butt to get me to realize that I'm wasting time. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, there's a good community of independent authors out there and mm -hmm. people that have gone through it, I've gone through and We've talked, I've met a lot of people and they've kind of helped me kind of see where the light is in the end of the tunnel, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Hey, that's an awesome story. And I think it also gives, you know, just the self-publishers that are listening, like, Hey, you got to take the good with the bad, and maybe it might not be what you expect if you do get a publishing deal, or even you know, there's a that, that there's a lot to think about uh, 
with what you said so you know anyways let's talk let's talk about your book i'm so excited you said you write for you write horror stories and you used to do comics tell us about your your latest work oh so i just wrapped up the first draft on my next novella called uh the valley um the the book with the publisher is called blind Mm. i We'll have updates on that on my Instagram, Facebook, and all that fun stuff. But uh, before that, I had a book called Damn to Hell released last summer. Um, these last two, Valley and Damn to Hell are independent published um, through you know self-publishing media and uh, small uh, with some help of a small publisher. But uh, mm. the Valley was basically a reaction to what I wrote for my last uh, Damn to Hell last summer. Um, Damn to Hell was very dark. It was it was horror, but it was psychological, and it was just messed up. It, it just mm. it, it, the main character is a father who's on the brink of uh, a depression, alcoholism. He he lost his son five years before that, um, and he is depressed about it. And you know, he just his entire life has fallen apart. He doesn't have the job that he had because you know depression and alcoholism kind of mm. you know made him lose his job. His, his wife left him. Like he just cannot find his place back in this world. And then he finds, basically, he finds a curse that lets him bring his son back uh, for the dead. And it's very much a "be careful what you wish for" type situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? What the lengths a father would do to see his son again—just one, even if it's temporary—to say goodbye to his son because mm-hmm. um, he never got that closure. And it is just 200 pages of just you know, gut ripping, like you know, this guy. All he wants is disclosure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote that in response to an idea I had when I was. You know, my son was born ten years ago, um, so it was very wow. close to my. Yeah, it was very close to me, and uh, so after I finished writing that, you know, I was talking to my wife, and I'm like, "That was a hard one." You know, that one. Yeah. I, I love the story, and it I got you know good reviews. It's like on Amazon right now. It's like thirty some hundred reviews, and they're all four to five stars. So it's like mm-hmm. doing fine. People seem to like it. I get a lot of good responses to it, um, but everybody said the same thing. Like that was dark. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, know, I, I guess I understand that that was, that was not my, uh, it's not usually what I want to write, but that was yeah. just an idea that came out natural at the time. But so I told her and we talked about it and I, what I wanted to write next was something traditional and more fun and just mm. a horror book that feels like a throwback, but also kind of something that feels new. And uh, we settled on a ghost story type situation because those are always fun mm. and I love ghost stories. So it's basically about a, a, a group of friends and uh, they go on a yearly retreat, and this year they go through a, a hiking trip through Cascades Mountains, and they stumble across a ghost town, like just a small town nestled, hidden in a valley mm-hmm. in the middle of the mountains, and they figure out why it was abandoned. And it's, it's fun. I enjoyed the heck out of writing it. It definitely was a change of pace. So. Wow. So do you write more with the strategy, or what's your writing process? Uh, I wish I knew. Okay. <laughs> I, I, no, I, came down, I wrote Blind, the one that's pub- uh, going to get published with the, uh-huh. you know, I keep referring to, uh, that one took me four years to write. Um, wow. That one, I started when I was in military school. I had some uh, some very tragic events happen in my life, and uh, a therapist recommended that I sit down and write because I like to write. I write comics and stuff at the time, and she recommended that I just, you know, use an, do an exercise and get myself out of the funk and just write my life through... Uh, like a third-person point of view where I could just see what was happening in front of me and how I was tricked, how my life was changed, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I did, went back to my, my dorm room and I wrote, came back to her a couple days later and I 
read to her what I wrote, and she was like, see? So how do you tell? I'm like, I think I have a horror story here. You know? <laughs> She's like, what? I'm like, I think if I put a monster in here, oh, this would be scary. Yeah. She's like, oh, fair enough. And so then I ended up just writing it for over the course of four years. Wow. Um, and there was never any guide. I didn't have a, I just kind of wrote uh, yeah. what the characters would do and just try to find a way to make that work. And then on the second and third draft, then obviously I had more of a guide of, okay, well, here's the things that don't make sense and I need to clean up and mm-hmm. you know, contradict each other. And so I, I went into Damn to Hell, like, you know, uh, so blind is, you know, is not to the publisher and it's getting worked on. And mm-hmm. so in the meantime, I wanted to put something out there myself. And so I knew I could, you know, as an indie publisher, you can literally write and put things on there as fast as you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably not a good idea to do it immediately, but you could, hypothetically. Yeah. So my, one of my books hanging out in a publisher for next year or two or three or however long I ended up taking, I decided to put out Damn to Hell. And uh, I just, uh, I've been thinking about a story, like I said, for 10 years. So that story, there was no need to really direct it. I didn't write down any, anything. I didn't put mm-hmm. any summaries or anything like that. I just knew the, head, the story inside my head. So it just came out naturally. I never the whole darn thing in like two months. Wow. And then, um, I guess, including all the drafts and stuff, it just, just flew. And then, so I thought the valley would be very similar. I'm like, ah, I mean, I don't know the story, but I, I love horror. Like, yeah. I watch a horror movie at night. I know what I want to do. It's going to be good. Like, let's do this. And then <laughs> the next thing I know, I'm not like, I want to be a 30, I want the novel, I want to be a novella. I want it to be wrapped up within 32,000 words. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I'm at like 48,000. And I'm like, this book is not even close to being over. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know what I want no. to do, but I'm not getting there. Yeah. And so I just had to sit down and outline the re- remaining parts of the story and be like, okay, X, Y, and Z is going to happen. They're going to do this. X, Y, and you know, S okay. is going to happen here. Yeah. And then that's the first time I actually ever outlined. And it was like three pages outline, and I managed to wrap it up around 57,000 words altogether. Wow. And so I'm looking at it now that I finished first draft. I'm like, okay, there's a lot of, a lot of trimming of the fat that's going to have to happen here. Cause yeah. I'm not going to get to 32, but I think I can, I think I can cut out a good thing. Yeah. 15 or something like that. So we'll see. Wow. So then, wow, you sound like you, believe it or not, you really sound like you know what you're doing, even if it just comes to you. You just got to go with it. And that's kind of how I've been living life at the moment. Just, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm kind of just going with it, and we'll see what happens. It's bound to figure itself out, or it won't, but, you know. Oh, man. So can you offer... Any advice or any tips just for the writers and the authors and self-publishers that are listening uh, today? Uh, well, I mean, yeah. In all reality, if you follow me on Instagram, um, Mike, underscore, Mike underscore Salt, and just message me if you have any questions. I love just talking shop. It is, mm-hmm. it is one of my favorite things. I think at any given time, I'm talking to like five or six other authors just because I just love, love just talking about people's process and talking about what they're doing or what, you know, if they have any questions, I can give my best advice. And mm-hmm. if they have advice to give me, I'm willing to learn and just, I just want to be part of this community, you know? Mm-hmm. So usually a lot of things that people ask are generally like, how do we even start? And to me, that's a funny question because it's like so obvious. It's yeah. just start, you know, just start. Yeah. Here's like, the thing is like blind took me four years to write. And that was because I didn't have time. I didn't have the discipline to sit down and write every day. If mm-hmm. I were to have, I could have finished it within, you know, less than a year by far. Um, but I didn't have the discipline. And I, I knew that when, you know, I would get in a group for a month or so and then I would stop writing. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't write for like another six weeks. <clears throat> like, and then I would pick it back up, but, you know, then it's like getting, you know, I was so dusty and I'd have to figure it out and, you know, momentum. And then I would get back into a good groove and then I would take 
Yeah. And it was just that vicious cycle, and it wasn't until I was like, okay, if you want to actually do this, you need to commit. And that's yeah. the thing, like, everybody, I believe everybody has a story. I talk to people all the time, just in my regular life, that are like, you know, if they read my story, they're like, I wish I could do that. And I'm like, why can't you? Right. Because like, I would, I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not capable. I'm like, that seems like a, that seems like an excuse, because I think you are. Like, even if, like myself, I, I, I think I have good ideas of how to make plots work, and mm -hmm. I'm really good at developing a story, but I am, I am possibly the worst person in the role at grammar. Like, mm -hmm. I just cannot grammatically put together a sentence to save my life, <laughs> but I just hire an editor. Right. Or, like, if I don't, I can't afford an editor, I talk to a friend and I, I try to be like, you know, if you could better address and point out my mistakes, you know, there's always somebody that's willing to help, there's always somebody that's better mm -hmm. than you, and if you, my, I can offer services, like, if you can edit my novel, I can graphic design you a cover, mm -hmm. or help you with your website, I can give you something of value, and it's usually worked out for me so far, but, like, if you're, if you think that you're <laughs> just going to sound stupid when you're writing, like, there's people out there that can help you sound smart. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, like, just get started. That's my, my biggest advice to anybody. Like, you don't want to be 80, you know, just sitting back there and just thinking, like, I had a, you know, I have a story and I just never told it because you're afraid. Um, and it is kind of, it, it's a weird feeling when you talk to somebody and they're like, you know, oh, you write? And they, 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 they're shocked because of me, you know, I have, I don't look like the, you know, what people imagine an author looks like. And I don't mm -hmm. act like what people imagine an author acts like. And mm -hmm. I... I just, I, I just kind of against their own, you know, mental stereotypes. And so I have to kind of like, yep, yep, that's what I do. I, I do that for funsies, you know. <laughs> and like, it's, it's, sometimes it's embarrassing, you know, being like, yeah, I'm trying to do it. Yeah. But then again, like, they're not. And they don't, some people just aren't afraid, they're afraid to put themselves out there and be vulnerable. And as part of being an author, you know, there's only criticism. Yeah. You know, not everybody's going to love your story. Like, straightforward. Uh, people might read my story and just think that it is the grossest thing I've read in their life because they don't like horror. They don't appreciate mm -hmm. horror. Or I might have a horror buff that thinks that mine's too cliche. Or maybe they think that they've read it before or something. You know, like, there's never... Mm -hmm. I'm not going to please everybody. And you have to understand that as an author, you have thick skin. So, I guess that's a little bit of advice. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You've given so much advice. Just... Oh, I love to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Jam. Yeah. My wife is good at listening because otherwise I'm not sure how we'd make it work. Oh, no. <laughs> I tell people every, almost every episode, hey, if you're not listening with a pen and a paper right now, that's okay. Just make sure you replay it and have your pen and paper out next time because there's so much advice that is just given away just through a simple conversation. And I think that's why I love doing these podcasts because, oh my gosh, I've learned so much and I've met some cool people and just, right. yeah, you're right. The author community is, it's wonderful. It really is. And I'm just glad to be a part of it. And if you're a writer or someone who has a story in them and you want to get that out, come on. We're welcoming you with open arms. Let's get your book written. Ask anybody. I've had... Now I've had almost about 20 people by the time you listen to this episode just, you know, give so much advice. So definitely I want to plug that in there. Just if you need some help, reach out to Mike, reach out to me, reach out to anybody. I'm sure people are, like you said, willing to help in any way. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I also find that there are, you're going to, everybody does this, I think, as an author. They go to Facebook 
mm-hmm. it's, you know, one of the biggest, you know, social medias. And you, you just go to a group and you're like, ah, oh, author's groups, you know, you're just gonna plug along and you just join all these groups. And mm-hmm. I probably, I think on Facebook, I'm on like 18 different author groups, right? Oh wow. <laughs> and yeah. you have to, you have to dig yourself out of a hole that you're gonna find yourself in where there's just a lot of negativity. Mm. Uh, there, I, I don't like associate myself with authors that are cocky or they think that they're the best thing in the world. And like, we all have flaws, we all have faults. We're not all going to write the, the you know, the next, you know, uh, Stephen King or whoever right. you, you you're trying to idolize or you know you try to model your career after whatever it is. You're not that person. You you even Stephen King's not Stephen King. Like he has a good editor. And, like mm-hmm. he in his book on writing, he talks about how. Without his editors, he would not be the author he is today, and that's that's what it comes down to. Everybody needs help. Nobody is perfect, yeah. but you'll find a lot of negativities in these forums where everybody just loves to beat somebody down. Like if somebody posts on there, try to lift them up. Like if you, if you are have the time to read what somebody posted on these Facebook groups, you're going to see a lot of negativity in their comments. You know, mm. talking about well, they did this, talking about well, they did that, and like yeah, constructive criticism is necessary. And people need to learn, like, but you don't, you know, you know, sometimes you also need to be the person that sits up and be like, you know what, I also like that you did X, Y, and Z because, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, some people need that motivation or they, they don't want just to get beaten down when they're first starting to start, you know, like when they're first starting their career, first starting their path. If all they're doing is getting hit with what they're doing wrong, they will back out so fast, you know, they're yeah. doing like, okay, I put myself out there and I got rejected. Okay, well, here's what you did right, you know, take that as a lesson build on it mm-hmm. you know there, there doesn't need to be negativity in every aspect of this world and this is writing it's supposed to be about yourself so it's about writing and what you enjoy mm-hmm. and what you hope that people will enjoy with you but for, furthermore at first you have to write for yourself like yeah. I read occasionally I'll come across a poem and I I cannot write poems to save my life it is just I've tried I, <laughs> I try to write poetry but I oh my lord I am just yeah I, I, I get done writing a poem and I'm like, well, good thing I can just hide this from the world, you know. <laughs> um, so when I see somebody post, posting something that's a poem, you know, I kind of respect that because you're putting yourself out there and it's something that I'm not capable of doing. Hmm. Um, I and if I post it, you know, if I post something like that, I would, I would, I would expect nothing but criticism. So when somebody actually is brave enough to put their poems poems out there, I respect that. And so I would try to read it, even though I can't tell them my profession. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's good because X, Y, and Z. I can always just say, hey, it connected with me for this reason. Yeah. And I think that's really key is just going out there and just trying to lift people up when they're writing because it is a negative world, and you're going to get rejection letters. Mm-hmm. You're going to get bad reviews. These are all things that are going to happen. So every now and then, it's nice to hear something good, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then my next question just kind of to piggyback off of what you're saying like with all the negativity and then like sometimes you know you're right you had me thinking about something about like people's uh perspectives and view of authors and even you know sometimes I ask authors like well how how come you became an author and and sometimes the answers that I get is really the credibility um people a lot of people think uh authors are really elite we're in elite class and super high class and a lot of people act that way a lot of people who are authors also act that way but then there's those that really do not it's just like this is you know it when it's that's not the case that the shoe doesn't really fit for for some of us and so uh but like what keeps you writing like uh, 
with all of that said, like what keeps you moving forward? Maybe name two or three things. <laughs> yeah, because I can name off a million. Um, <laughs> no, I think that the biggest factors for me have always been I got out of high school, you know, um, I did well in high school, you know, uh, I got scholarships and I went to college and then I just couldn't find myself in college, couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And I would love comic books at the time. And so I kind of just kind of edged my way into comic books, <clears throat> started taking some, uh, some classes, try to learn the trade and, uh, end up getting a job as a intern and then moving up to associate marketing and then moved into assistant editor and then figured out I hate publishing world as far as comic books go. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I loved what I was, you know, I loved being involved in the comic books so, and I loved to entertain. So I thought maybe I'll start writing comics. So that's kind of where it started as I started writing comics because I just love to entertain and I kind of figured that was my avenue, you know. But as I grew up and I got older and wiser and realized that as much as I love comic books, I am I don't have the discipline or, or, or the patience because it is a very long process. You know, you write it, you send it to an artist, the artist, mm-hmm. you know, then they do it, they send it back to you. You have to find the colors, you have to find the inker, you have to find the letterer, and every single piece has to work mm-hmm. together. Otherwise, it falls apart. And I, I, I saw project or project fall apart. And I thought that, well, if I just wrote my not my story as a novel, the only person standing in the way from getting it done is myself. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I ended up writing, you know, horror novels, just because mm-hmm. I knew that it's just all myself. Um, but. As I got older, like another motive, thing that motivated me to write was that my love for horror and my love for um, that genre. And how every you can have like twenty different horror novels, and they, they have nothing that crosses you know crosses each other as far as like this, this one could have a ghost, this one could have a Jason, this could have you know the the, the people live under underground in us. You know everything is just mm-hmm. everything's different. They don't have to connect. And it just is a wide genre. I love that you could do anything. So kind of like playing around in that world. And then like the last thing is my kids. Uh, mm-hmm. I do love the fact that my kids are going to grow up one day and open the bookshelf and realize that I have books on there, you know. Yeah. And if, say, hypothetically, I never make it as a full-time author and I stay in the military my entire life, mm-hmm. then they will see that. And then I could tell them, you know, hey, I, you know, I tried my dream. I reached for it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I did my I did my best, and I tried. You know, and hopefully that motivates them to not give up on their dreams. You know, yeah. a lot of things in this world is you're a dreamer. You know, you're not. You're not. You know, you're not living in the real world. You're not. You're not going to make it. You know, mm. so people give up on their dreams so easily. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's good to have a fallback. Like, it's not. It's a, you know, I'm, it's rational to have a, a fallback to how you're actually paying or how you're living with. You know, your income, but. Don't give up on your dreams. Like, come on. Like, you only have one life. Do something with it, you know. So that's just, I hope my kids can grasp that from me trying to pursue myself, my own dreams, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, hey, I've had an awesome time chatting and listening to everything that you've had to say. Is there anything else that you would want to share uh, with those that are listening? Um. Yeah, I have a Valley. I, it's slated to be released this July. Um, and then I have a book through the publisher Blink, uh, Blind. Um, stay on my social media and get the updates because there are going to be some things flying around up soon. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I will be sending out um, free ebooks for Valley. And I want people just to enjoy a good spook. So if mm-hmm. it's something you're into. You know, hit me up on Instagram, maybe on Facebook, and um, I'm more than happy to send out ebooks. 
soak some free reader copies and all that stuff. Just help spread the word and spread the love. Mm-hmm. So be sure to follow me. What watch for these that are being dropped? Awesome. Tell us where you, we can follow you at one more time. It is at Instagram. It's at Mike underscore Salt. And the same thing for Facebook and for Twitter. It is Mike Salt Moose, but. I don't do a lot of writing. So that is just my, yeah. my platform to just talk nonsense. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs>